podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Thanks for choosing this free Anfield Index podcast. If you'd prefer to listen to this or any of our other shows without adverts, then now's the time to check out Anfield Index Pro. With AI Pro, you can supercharge your entire listening experience. You'll not only get all of our podcasts without the ads, but you'll have them far faster with our quick publish feature available exclusively for subscribers. AI Pro also puts you in the heart of our sound studio, with an option to listen to many of our shows live and interact with the podcasters in real time as the shows are recording. Upgrading couldn't be easier. AI Pro is available on all popular podcast platforms, and we have our own apps for Apple and Android. Just head on over to AnfieldIndexPro.com and get started today. Good evening, ladies and gents. Welcome to a special edition of Medium, the most normal, upbeat, happy introduction that we normally have, to be honest. It's probably on the back of the news that I'm sure everyone's seen today that Jurgen Klopp will leave Liverpool at the end of the season. So I'm your normal host, Dave Davis. I'm very glad to say he's joined us late on a, a Friday night, but the news is everywhere. So we wanted to get his reaction. So the renowned respect to David Lynch has kindly given up his time. I, I don't even know why I'm opening with this, but how are we? <laughs> Devastated. Yeah. <laughs> same as you, I imagine. Pretty much. It's going to have that theme, I think, isn't it? But people, there's so many things that, that we want to go through in regards to the reactions, the news that's coming out bit by bit, which has almost come out throughout the day around Jürgen's staff, Jörg Schmacker, the future, what it lies. And we'll try and piece it all together for you as as best as we can. I mean, David, you're obviously in that unique position, part of the the media core, as what we class as the, the typical sort of patch reporter as well. I mean, this comes out early doors. What is your initial reaction? Because you know people are going to want me to ask you, is there any inkling? Has this been sort of sat on for a while? Anything along those lines? Yeah, so uh, completely stunned, to be honest, as surprised as everyone else. I mean, there was a hint that something was in the offing this week. So it wasn't just that Jurgen Klopp's press conference for the Norwich game had been moved to the Thursday, but also, people might not know this, but Matt Beard, his press conference to preview the, the women's game against Arsenal had also been moved to the Saturday. Right. Both those calls have been made quite late. So it, it did kind of get us talking amongst ourselves. It was a little bit like, you know, Kylian Mbappe going to get announced here? Is it is it going to be maybe a double contract announcement? But yeah. With, with, with either of those, you, you would have, you would have had an inkling. I think there would have been a hint, you know, if it was a transfer or, or a contract that those types of things usually tend to come out. So, mm. you know, it, it was just sort of, okay, something's going on there, but you know, maybe they need the room for the press conferences for a commercial activation or something like that. Yeah. You're not in for any second thinking anything like this would happen. And, in terms of, you know, did anyone did anyone know and, and had maybe been sat on it? Absolutely no chance. I mean, there's no journalist worth the salt who, who'd have a story that big and, and not share it with yeah. everyone. So, you know, I, I think literally everyone taken by surprise. And it was kind of literally the moment the announcement come out it comes out on the, the, the official website. We also then we get the email saying there's a you know, there's a press conference at three PM, can you attend? sort of thing. And yeah, so it just happens in that absolute whirlwind this morning so just totally crazy and and you know it's it's been a, a mad day up to this point and i'm still not i'll still be working for a little while yet after we've finished up here so you know these are these are 
busy days and you like them because great yeah. to have stories to get into, but this is, you know, tinged with such sadness because it's a, you know, a huge figure in Liverpool football club's history is, is on his way out. And uh, yeah, that's going to take some getting used to. Yeah. I still don't think the news has sunk in, shall we say with, with most of us. Yeah. It's, like you said, I know you're going to have a crazy busy day. The thing everyone's going to hone in and focus on is that three o'clock press conference. I mean, you're there, you're in the room with Jurgen Klopp, Billy Hogan, the rest of the press corps. What's the, the sort of feeling there amongst the sort of the journalists, the whole vibe of the room, so to speak? I think kind of just, it just shock. Everyone's talking, you know, everyone's sort of come in and the first time you see someone, you, you just, well, you know, can you believe it? Did you, did you have any idea? Did you even suspect that this was in the offing and, and everyone sort of had the same? Same sort of answer, really. I mean, it was kind of what was interesting about it turning up is that obviously Jurgen Klopp press conference is pretty busy usually anyway because he's a big drawer, isn't he? One of the biggest characters in world football, really. But uh, the the scale of it today was was pretty crazy. You know, people queuing around the corner to get you know, literally the roads outside the training ground blocked up because people trying to turn right wow. into the yeah. So it like literally was and the whole car park packed out and then the room itself obviously so busy and, and a few unfamiliar faces in there, some who are from sort of national news who got involved because this story is so much bigger than just yeah. a Liverpool story, even kind of bigger than a football story, really, because he's a, he's an icon, isn't he? Um, so it was it was absolutely packed out and, and went on for quite a while as well because it's not just, you didn't you didn't get to just sit down and say any team news, Jürgen. It was a little bit deeper than yeah. that. Um, and, and yeah, it's just a, an interesting atmosphere you know, it wasn't quite as funereal as maybe fans would feel in this moment. I think that, you know, amongst journalists, it's a different sort of approach. But, you know, don't get me wrong. I, th- I think a lot of journalists, particularly ones who are close to Jürgen on the patch, we will, we will are kind of gutted about it on the basis that, you know, you're losing such a charismatic figure who always gives great answers. He's, he thinks about things. He, he has opinions on everything. Um, and, and, you know, he'll talk about anything and, and give his opinions on politics or, or anything outside the world of football as well. Yeah. So to lose someone who's that engaging, that, that's, that's quite gutting. I think that was like a theme that I felt from, from a lot of people I spoke to today that it's, you know, it's, it, it's just such a shame that he's going to be going and, and, and just that, of course, real surprise that we all felt when the news broke this morning. Yeah, indeed. It hasn't appeared. He's a great orator, isn't he? Especially not for Liverpool, but for for wider football and just beyond that politics as well. And he he said it today about you know there'll be fifty thousand questions. I think he said, and you know to ask, and and that's very true. He alluded to it's the best time, but it's not. There's never a good time. Do you agree with that? Is this the best we can do, really, or? Do you think, could we have waited till the end of the season, you know, where we lifted a trophy or is it we've just got to roll with it now and make plans? Yeah, I mean, there's never a good time in terms of, you know, I would have much preferred this to be 10 years down the line. But, I mean, he's he's right. I think when he was talking about that answer in, saying, in terms of saying it, there's never a good time, he was talking about the fact that it's not like it used to be in terms of a, a manager would maybe be able to say at the end of the season, I'm, I'm not going to carry on, crack on without me. The, the amount of planning that goes into everything around Liverpool Football Club and the size of it these days, you know, he touched on a few of them, you know, pre-season, what, what are your plans for that? You know, the manager has to have a big say in that and what the facilities are going to look like, where they're going to go, how the opportunities to train are going to look. You know, the, the manager's a big influence on that. And also, of course, transfers is, is a massive one. Uh, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. this is around the time where the, the plans really start to be laid, you know, and it really ramps up in sort of February, March. So Liverpool would like to have a good idea of who they're going to get by that time, I'd imagine. So 
I think it is it's the only time really I think where he, he could have done this and I think there's a couple of things come into it now isn't there I suppose it's you know does this have a negative or a positive effect on a team in yeah. terms of the timing but as I say there's no way I think he can make that you know make that call and all the plans start being laid for pre-season and, and Liverpool try and find a new manager with it's, it would never go under the radar so this news would have leaked eventually so the fact he's been able to control the narrative, share that news with his players before it became public as well. He spoke to him this morning at the at the AXA. Um, you know, he's been able to manage it. So I, I suppose it's the best time possible in that sense. And the effect it has on the players is 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 going to be an interesting one going forward. I've seen yeah. a few different takes on that, whether that's good or bad. But for me, I mean, ultimately, Jurgen Klopp is the king of man management, isn't he? He's the best out there at it. Um, and so... I absolutely back him to turn this into a positive in terms of, you know, getting the players talking amongst themselves, saying, yeah. look, we want to do it for him. This guy has given us everything. You know, he's given the best years of the career to, to large swathes of that squad and also for yeah. the ones yeah. who are new, has brought them to Liverpool and given them this huge opportunity. So, and he, he gives so much loyalty anyway that they all love him. So, I'm sure he's going to be able to turn it into that because I just I just know that's how good of a man manager he is and, and any potential negatives he'll be able to to get the players past that. Yeah, absolutely. And the, the there's not going to be no talk about the atmosphere at Anfield in a negative sense, you know, for these final games, put it that way, that'll be straightforward. And you used a key word that I did want to ask you about, planning. And for those who missed, he said in his press conference, he kind of, he knew in the summer, didn't he, when he had those meetings, but it was November when he's had those calls, which, you know, chats with Mike Gordon, FSG, those were the key details. But just for anyone that's missed it, it's, I mean, this is a full sweep across the board, isn't it? It's Jürgen, Jürgen's staff, sporting director. I mean, I know we'll, we'll look at that Jürgen void, but do you think people could just miss that there's a lot of work to do between now and the summer to even, I'm not even sure about our structure. Is there any inklings given or is there any discussion around that, how that could work with, because Jörg Schmacker wasn't really a sporting director in the sense, in his words, was he was more Jürgen's transfer assistant, was there, any more discussions on that or any suggestions, any stories at all? Well, we'd, we'd spoken in past, hadn't we? I think I mentioned on the, the, when we'd done Media Matters before about the idea that I thought Jörg Schmacker would do January yeah. and then and then would leave. So I, I don't think that's, you know, that's not come as a shock to Liverpool. That news has been delivered today because it works quite well, doesn't it, with the fact that Jürgen's going. And obviously, yeah. I'd say we're coming towards the end of January now. So not, not hugely surprised by that one. So Liverpool... Have known that's coming, and, and they've known they're going to be on the look for a lookout for a sporting director. So that that process now will will just finalise, and I, th- I think they're going to get really start to accelerate things on that because obviously there is so much to do in terms of you want a sporting director in. Who I think, you know, Jurgen's such a big character. I, I can't imagine that the next man. Well, you know for a fact the next manager is not going to have that much power. Not going to be that yeah. big of a character. There isn't anybody like him in the world anyway. So you're not going to need somebody who's going to have that much influence. So I think it's going to be more the traditional sporting director and manager structure that we've, that we've seen before. And I think that Liverpool are going to go back to that with the, the sporting director being the, the figurehead of the sporting operation and then someone sort of working underneath them. So I think that my expectation is that Liverpool will go back to that structure. And I think, you know, if there's a positive there, it's that it allows Liverpool to go back to that in terms of that probably suits FSG slightly more to work in that way. I think probably suits the club as a whole because ultimately if you don't work in that way, you're asking yourselves to find another Jurgen Klopp out there. And there is, there is, you know, as I say, there is no one like him. There's no one 
who's this good. So, you know, what you need is as good as a manager or coach as you can find and then as good as yeah. sporting director as you can find and hope that the combination of the two and the two working in tandem gives you enough magic that you can reproduce results-wise at least what Jurgen Klopp has brought to the club, I think. And that is that is the aim going forward. And actually, just to, to talk about his coaching staff as well, that's a, an interesting one. I asked Billy Hogan in the press conference um, and, and Jurgen actually followed it up and talked about this, about... I was kind of surprised, really, that that Liverpool was so willing to say that Vitor Matos and yeah. Linders are, are going to go at the end of the season. That that kind of surprised me because I, I always thought when when Klopp left, you know, would Pep be given the chance? Would he at least interview? But they seemingly rule him out of that process. And I thought, you know, I, I asked Billy Hogan today, sort of, you know, was it never a consideration that that, that those two might stay on, particularly with, with Matos at least, even because he's the yeah. link between the he's not necessarily a Jurgen Klopp man. He's the link between the first team and the academy. But Billy Hogan seemed kind kind of unequivocal on it, really, and I, I, you know didn't seemingly to me in his answer, even though it was kind of evasive, he didn't seem to leave room open for for Pep to stick around or to be Klopp's successor. You know, unless he's really trying to throw a curveball and throw us off the scent. But I didn't didn't kind of get that impression at all. I, I believe that that Pep and, and Vitor Matos will both be going, and and they're both you know huge huge voids to fill as well as Jurgen as well. So it's it's you know it's it's going to be a, a complete clean break, isn't it? It's going to be someone else coming in yeah. to coach and bringing their own coaching staff and bringing something entirely new to the table. So. Yeah, it's a, it's a, a lot of change coming up, and you know maybe we're going to see a period of disruption off the back of that. But we hope it can be as smooth a process as possible. Yeah, it is. It is strange. I think that's the right word. A lot of people see it. You think back to like Barcelona when Guardiola went. There was Villanova, wasn't it? That continuation of sort of the the ethos, and like you say, Matos. I mean, there's almost a worry that the academy has been brilliant recently. Like, look at the fruits, and look at you know how it's born there. Do we want to lose that? But obviously FSG, you know, they, they've made that decision, which I almost feel a bit dirty asking you about this, but we've got to have this discussion. It's right to sort of put it forward. It's almost we're now looking for two to replace one. I mean, we've probably all seen the names. Was I'm guessing that was just off the table not to discuss, but has there been any mention or have you heard things around a possible replacement for Jurgen Klopp, sporting director, anything along those lines at all? No, I mean the sporting director thing has has been quite quiet for a while. I, I, you know, this is just a, a consequence of sort of FSG are quite good at keeping these things on the download, yeah. which is unfortunate for us as journalists. I mean, you, you look at Manchester United, for example. Sometimes <laughs> I wish I covered them because they're a bit of a basket case and, and really easy to get information out of. Uh, you know, Liverpool operate in a slightly different manner, which can be frustrating. Uh, you know, the the only name that sort of has, has popped up at all really was Max Eberl and uh, never really got any encouragement that he is someone that they're really going to chase. So, um, you know, it, it, it is kind of quiet at the moment on that front. But, you know, you just hope that they get someone in who, who, who's good and can do the job. And and, and like I say, I, I do think it's going to be someone with a little bit more renown and someone who's going to be a powerful figurehead rather than sort of a, a York Schmacker type who was coming in as a bit of a sort of, well, it was clearly a short-term thing, wasn't it? It was never going to last much longer than that. So, um, yeah, it, it's going to be interesting to see what they do. Uh, one more thing I want to talk about, actually, on uh, just why we mentioned Vissal Matos. If he does go, whether well, he obviously is going to go, uh, that's, that's the expectation. I, I, I just hope that Liverpool are going to appoint someone else in his role and the, the, the knowledge that that is an absolutely key appointment is to have someone acting as that liaison between academy and first team because... 
you know, as as good as the academy has been in in in, in the you know recent years, and in terms of churning out players, and, and that's really mm-hmm. stepping up at the moment. They're really sort of, you know, all the work they did a few years back is really starting to pay off now. But as good as that's been, and as good as Jurgen Klopp is at using these players and showing faith, Matos as a bridge has been equally crucial to that. And I think just you know, if it's not going to be him, then having somebody doing that role that role is is vital for me. I don't need a VPN. I've got nothing to hide. <laughs> this is what I used to tell myself before I hooked up with LibertyShield.com. Not only is my home internet now fully encrypted, but I can now access all the websites I want, whenever I want, and do so from absolutely anywhere. As a Liverpool fan, I love to know I can now watch every match, regardless of whether it's on UK TV or not. My Liberty Shield VPN makes sure nothing is blocked and guarantees me super-fast streaming speed throughout that match. You can get connected right now with their software package, which includes a 48-hour no-obligation free trial and instant access to their apps for Apple, Android, Fire TV, PC, Mac, and Android TV. Or go a step further like I have and get one of their pre-configured VPN routers. These small but powerful devices allow you to easily connect every device in your home to VPN, making it the perfect solution for smart TVs, magboxes, and games consoles. Visit libertyshield.com today and use coupon code AIVPN25 to get 25% off at checkout. Yeah, I mean, the CV of Curtis Jones, Kwanzaa, all, all these names recently. And I suppose that the name we keep seeing and, and is poised there, Javi Alonso. That's the one I'm sure you've seen keep coming up. I know it's almost a difficult and a loaded question, but can you see that? Are you have that worry that a legend coming back doesn't always work out, or could you see that transition to Javi Alonso to replace Jurgen Klopp? Yeah, I mean, it, it, it's not necessarily the, the the legend element of it, although that would obviously partly appeal to Javi Alonso. But I think. You, you look at him, he's a, he's a young manager doing really well in a top five European league. And I mean, doing really well. The, the fact that they're so far ahead of Bayern at the moment. I know Bayern have got a game in hand, but it's still really impressive the work he's doing there. So, you know, if he follows that through, you, you absolutely think that, that he's clearly showing signs that he's got the potential to be a, a really top manager. And I think, you know, that I don't think it's emotion that's going into it because it's not like Liverpool are going to go back to Steven Gerrard now. He's at Etifak. I think that that that's absolutely a, a no go now. So it's just you know, Alonso. Even though there's that emotional link, is is absolutely one of the names that should be under consideration. I mean, it's interesting. I saw a take on it earlier that I thought was interesting. I mean, I don't watch an awful lot of uh, Bundesliga football, so I've seen bits and bobs of Bayer Leverkusen. But you know, the, the discussion around them is that they're you know extremely possession focused. Rather yeah. than this sort of, you know, physical football that Jurgen Klopp maybe prefers. I know Liverpool are more possession focused than they've been in the past, but, you know, the way the squad's built, you know, is this a tiki taka squad, you know, in the type of football that Alonso plays? Possibly not. Maybe that, maybe that's the reason Liverpool might not eventually think he's a good fit, but I've no, I've no sort of doubts whatsoever he'll be on the radar because as I say, young promising manager plays at least a forward-thinking type of football, a dominant type of football that, that can win trophies. And obviously, he's doing really well in a top European league. So, yeah, no no doubt he'll be on the shortlist. And sort of another name I kind of want to mention is is uh, Amarim at, at Sporting. Yeah. And, you know, doing well in a top European league. Plays a bit more of the aggressive style as well. I think 
possibly might make him consider be considered sort of a, a, a better fit, possibly. And you know, is again, he's he's at, he's won trophies as well. So he, you know, he's obviously a, a very good manager. Young again would probably work quite well in that structure in terms of having a sporting director who's a little bit older over him as well. So I think that you know, someone like him could maybe be a, a, a really good candidate for it. But we're you know we're, we're early stages now, I suppose, and I, I think what Liverpool would like to do, even though. The likes of the, you know, the the stats people behind the scenes will be identifying candidates now. I think they would like the sporting director in place before they appoint the manager in an ideal world. That makes sense, and and you know, you I, I know you'll have seen these because the conspiracy theories are well underway with the the sort of the announcement and an FSG being there, Billy Hogan taking fielding questions in the press conference. Do you have that suspicion that because they've known the search is already underway, there's things going on behind the scenes and it'll just be a case of when and if they choose to announce it? Or do you think this has shocked them a little bit still and they've just really sort of mobilised with it? No, I, th- I think they'll absolutely have been, been looking out there for a while. I think, you know, whether they'll have gone as far as making discreet inquiries, possibly not because, that you know, if you go down that route, that is how it gets to the point that the, the, the news leaks out early and, and the fact it hasn't, there's just no way they've been sounding out agents. This, this news would have just leaked out eventually. Um, so, but I think behind the scenes, absolutely. I mean, we know, remember that famous story from when Jürgen was appointed that, that Ian Graham kind of came to the, uh, yeah. and said, look, we know, we know that your last season at Dortmund was just a weird fluke. And, and because we've seen the underlying numbers behind it, we know that you were actually coaching fantastically well that season now it's you know Jurgen Klopp's a kind of a bad example for supporting the the numbers appointing your manager because he actually came with incredible CV anyway he'd, he'd taken Dortmund who were the lesser club in Germany in comparison to Bayern Munich and taken them to to two league titles so it, it sort of spoke for itself but I do think those underlying numbers will perhaps even more than because there's no obvious candidate out there who is like a Klopp who's you know, bloodied the nose maybe of a, a, a big gun or whatever. I, you know, certainly in the Bundesliga at the moment, maybe that could be Xabi Alonso now, but he hasn't he hasn't done it yet. He hasn't got a trophy on his CV yet. So I think more than anything, those underlying numbers will have a huge influence in terms of what they do uh, for the next appointment. I think it will be style of football, you know, do, how dominant they are, how many how many passes per uh, pressing action that you know those sort of like really yeah. deep analytics they'll be looking at because this squad has been built in Jurgen Klopp's image and to play Jurgen Klopp's style of football and I think more than anything they'd like to keep the ball rolling in that and I think they'll have a, a real belief as well and this is this underpins pretty much everything they, they do really FSG and, and, and Liverpool is that you know if you play a certain style of football and you do it well enough and your teams do x y and z enough you will win trophies. So that that's yeah, always yeah. sort of the methodology is is to you if your teams do this, you increase your chances of winning trophies. So they're not necessarily looking for a manager who has won trophies. They're looking for a manager who is whose teams do X, Y, and Z. And maybe they do it at a lower level. Maybe that's Deserbi at Brighton. We don't quite yeah. know yet. But that is that is the the sort of what they're looking for rather than necessarily because there's not an obvious candidate out there sort of who's won loads of trophies with a with a against a Man City type. That's why I think that's why they'll go they'll go deep in the statistics to look for someone. Which it almost feels like that's what they wanted with Jurgen Klopp before they actually realised the character and the magnitude of what they had on the hand, so to speak, that holistic approach with I like, say the numbers, the statistics that wise. And 
the the biggest fear you can probably imagine as well as Jurgen Klopp going and avoid that Leeds, which everyone's asking. Do you think this has a knock-on effect with the likes of Trent's contract, Mo's potential renewal, Salah, Salah, VVD, all the others, you know, that way. Have you got any concerns around that, would you say? I wouldn't necessarily say that with Trent. I think, you know, he's a Liverpool lad. He wants to captain this club eventually. So, I, I, you know, I, I don't doubt that. I don't think that that's going to have any effect on him. I think he, he wants to stay and I think that will get done. Um, Van Dijk, again, you know, he is the captain, loves it at Liverpool, really happy here. You know, I think would jump at the chance to stay if that that opportunity is offered to him, and I think he will be again. You know, I think he's got many more years on in him at the at the top level. So again, Salah's an interesting one. I mean, you know, he might maybe think, is it best to go and try something new this summer? Does every party involved sort of agree that maybe this is the time for him to go? But I think, you know, he's he's going to have a year left at the end of this season. So yeah. I think we, we've already spoken about ruling out the Saudi project. I, I think that's a, just a non-starter whatsoever. I can't can't see that happening this summer. So you know, uh, you know, with the, the changes going on at Liverpool, who's you know who's going to pay enough this summer with with him as well? It's why for me it wouldn't be a huge shock if his contract didn't get sorted out this summer. And it's something that maybe, you know, they let run into its final year and then, and then a decision's made in terms of extension or, or go and try a look elsewhere. But I think that, that for me, I think the other two contracts will get sorted. The Salah one, I could maybe see running on a little bit, but not on the basis of a move to the Saudi Pro League because I just don't think that appeals in the slightest at the moment. But Salah may want to see what the, the lay of the land looks like under, under a new manager and, and, you know, in terms of what what other offers if he wasn't to go to Saudi, what other offers out there would would Real Madrid want to sign him on a free? Maybe would a PSG? Would he want to try that out? Would he want to do something new like that? It's uh, you know I think he you know, there's maybe a possibility of him keeping his options open there. Yeah, the, 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 quest, the question marks are stacking up really, aren't they? Around what will happen, we'll virtually find out soon enough. And the final question I did want to ask you was related to a, a media one because. The way Jurgen Klopp, and he seemed unequivocal on this, and I know you'll have seen it when he said, I'll answer the 500,000 questions, I think it was, on this, but from today, no more. Do you think going forward in the press conferences, they'll, they'll almost be, if they lose, I get the feeling they'll be like, is it because the team have taken them out on the ball with you leaving? Or if they win, they're playing for you. Do you think it'll just be a case of that'll be off the table from Tony Barrett, the whole team, that way at all? Yeah, I mean, it's unavoidable. He's possibly going to ask, get asked that question if, if, if Liverpool lose again, you know, lose a couple of games on the spin now. Maybe, yeah. maybe they lose to Chelsea and Arsenal and, and people start to say, Oh, well, you know, is the, is the sky falling? And is this because you, you made the announcement? He, I just don't think he can avoid that. I think the only way to avoid it is to, to keep winning football matches. I think everyone would be delighted if he just did that. Yeah. Um, it, it is, it's a, it's a tough one. I, like I said, you know, early in the pod, I, I think, because he's so good at, at man management, I, I just think he's got the capability to use this to galvanize the squad and say, you know, look, send me out on a high. And, you know, he's, he's big, isn't he, on the idea that this is not just his squad. It's, you know, they're, they're like a family who, who sign a contract yeah. almost for it. For, he, he mentioned it today, actually. Um, you know, you all make an agreement that we're all, we're all together, this team for a year. Let's see what we can achieve. Um, you know, and, so they've got another six months of that, or another five months, four four months. Goodness me, yeah, it's going to be it's going to be over soon. Yeah. <laughs> we've got another four months to to do that and 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 end this year together, this big group, this family in the most glorious way imaginable. So, 
you know, I just, I, I think they're going to absolutely seize. I, and the one thing I, I, I pray more than anything, I, I think I would give up all the other three trophies if he could get a final Premier League. Yeah. I, I think he absolutely deserves it to have his big moment at Anfield at the end of the season and just to have it on his CV because the teams he's put together, he's so unlucky that he came up against Pep Guardiola with a, yeah. you know, a ludicrously financed Manchester City, but potentially illegally. So, um, we'll, we'll have to find out on that one. But, you know, he, he deserves more than one Premier League trophy. And I, I really, really hope he gets that. And then, and then anything else on top of that would be a, an unbelievable bonus. Yeah, indeed. Let's, let's hope we keep our unbeaten Monday run going in the nicest way because it's easier to talk about that, isn't it? And yeah, just a, the, as much as it'd be great to get, and we know we've got a Carabao and other things, the big one on the wall would just feel the, the perfect end to it all. But listen, all it leads me to say is, I know it's late. I know you'll probably have plenty of work to do when this one finishes as well. But thank you for your time and your insight. It is greatly valued. No, thank you. We've uh, we've tried to keep it a little bit more upbeat than it should be on this topic. So, yeah. Yeah, tried is the word. So hopefully that came (laughs) through, ladies and gents. But all it leads me to say, ladies and gents, is that was another Media Matters for Anfield Index. We hope you enjoyed listening to this Anfield Index show. Please be sure to subscribe to our channel so future podcasts find their way to your device automatically. There's nothing quite like fan engagement, and we'd love to know what you think of anything discussed on this show. The best way to get in touch is over on our free Discord community, where both podcasters and listeners debate the hottest LFC topics 24-7. Sign up free now at anfieldindex.com forward slash discord. You won't regret it. You can also follow us on Twitter at Anfield Index and find us on Facebook by searching for Anfield Index. Oh, and before you go, we'd love it if you could leave us a five-star review on your favourite podcast app. It only takes a couple of seconds and it means the world to the people who create these free shows. Sports Social Podcast Network.